Welcome to the Outdoors is My Therapy podcast, your resource that informs, inspires and empowers you to up-level your health and happiness by connecting you with the outdoors. I'm your host, Catherine Walton, founder of the Outdoors is My Therapy movement. I'm also a family-focused outdoors adventurer, a business owner and a mental health social worker. In this podcast, I share knowledge, strategies, tips and tricks to help you get outside into nature, strengthen your health and grow your sense of happiness and well-being. This is episode nine of the Outdoors Is My Therapy podcast. Today, we're going to be exploring national parks, state forests, regional parks and other parklands. And at the time that I'm recording this episode, it's the end of May 2020 and Australia is currently going through a staged process of coming out of isolation as the world, the whole world is striving to manage human health needs during the COVID-19 pandemic. I've been seeing and hearing a lot of enthusiasm from people to get out and to socialise more but especially to reconnect with outdoor spaces and places. And that includes people who haven't especially been interested in the outdoors before. I think people have become increasingly aware of the role of getting out and about and connecting with the outdoors on mental health and well-being. So that's a really exciting thing to be seeing. Lots of people have been asking questions about where can they go, what walks can they do, how can they get to places, what facilities are available in different locations, whether particular trails are suitable for them to take their young families on or to take someone who's got some mobility issues and so on. So in this episode, I'm going to begin answering some of those more general questions about what's around. I'm going to give you a rundown on what types of parks we have in Australia that you can access if you want to have an outing or a picnic or do some walking, including some bushwalking and other recreational activities. So we're going to have a look at the differences between national parks, state forests, regional parks and privately managed parklands as well as a little bit of a look at what sorts of activities you can do there. And in some future episodes, I'm going to share with you some more specific information about some of my favourite parks across the Southern Downs region in Queensland, as well as further afield. And that includes the recreational activities that you can do in those places. So let's get started with national parks. National parks and reserves are publicly owned land holdings that are protected and they're managed by either federal or state authorities. Many national parks are open for public recreation and they have infrastructure such as toilets and picnic shelters, campgrounds and marked walking trails. Some national parks also have designated mountain bike trails And some of them have locations for abseiling, rock climbing, bouldering and some other adventurous activities as well. There are also some national parks with no facilities and there are some that are not open to the public at all. If you want to know what national parks are in your area, what facilities they have and what activities you're permitted to do there, 
you can start by looking up the National Parks website in your state. For example, if you're interested in finding out more about a national park that's located in Queensland, you'll need to go to the Queensland National Park website. You can also check the Parks Australia website for information about the national parks that are managed at the federal level. There aren't many of them, there are just a few and they're really amazing parks, so definitely worth having a look at them. I'll leave the links for these in the show notes for you. Visitor information centres and regional tourist associations will have information about national parks in their areas as well, including information about accommodation and hospitality options nearby. So if you're needing to travel to get to a national park, you've got that added bonus of having that extra information there. Social media groups are another way to find out information about national parks, as well as other parks, not just national parks. Many people just love to share their knowledge and their experiences that they've had in different parks. So it can be a really fantastic way to get first-hand information, as well as an opportunity for you to ask questions that you might have. But don't forget to check in with the National Parks website or a National Parks office for up-to-date information before you head out, especially information about current closures. National Parks do need to close from time to time for maintenance, if there's um, bushfire risk or extreme weather and for other reasons. So I do recommend checking every time before you set out for a visit. There are entry fees for visiting some national parks, but not all of them, and for camping, which you might also need to book ahead for. And in certain circumstances, you might need to apply for a special permit well ahead of time if you want to undertake certain activities. For example, if you want to run an organised event or a commercial tour in a national park. State forests are also publicly owned lands and they've been designated for multiple uses. They could be managed by your state national park, but they could also be managed by a plantation company or another enterprise. There's a lot of variation in what activities are permitted in different state forests. Mountain biking is popular in some state forests, as well as walking, bouldering and four-wheel driving. State forests are also subject to closure for harvesting timber and for the other reasons that I spoke about in terms of national parks. So once again, it's always best to check before you head out for a trip. My suggestion is to get on the internet and search for state forests in your area if you want to find out more. Very generally, there are fewer facilities and less infrastructure provided at state forests than what you would find in most national parks. So you're more likely to need to be organised and prepared to be self-sufficient. There are lots of other public parks and reserves that are not national parks or state forests. I refer to them as regional parks because many of them are managed by regional councils or other local authorities, or they could even be managed through partnerships between the different authorities and even the private sector. 
because the management of regional parks can be quite varied from place to place, you'll need to look up your local council government website or contact your visitor information centre or even find out from your regional tourist association the information that you need to know about what's around in the district and what you can do there. I want to give another plug here for visitor information centres because they truly can be a wealth of local information about all sorts of attractions, not just parks. And your visitor information centre should also be able to tell you or give you brochures about local marked walks or signed walks, places that you can take your dog for a walk, and parks where there are public toilets, for example. Visitor information centres are often staffed by volunteers who are really enthusiastic about sharing their local knowledge. There are some privately owned or managed properties around that the public can access for recreation, often for a fee. I'm thinking here about campgrounds and bush retreats and farm properties which allow you to camp there or to use the property for bushwalking, bike riding, climbing, bird watching, photography, picnics, all sorts of recreational activities. Now, these properties are usually required to comply with certain regulations or to have a licence and insurance to allow visitors to come onto the property. Once again, you can find out about them through internet searches, through visitor information centres, through travel, tourism and accommodation platforms, as well as through social media. I hope that's given you some helpful information, this quick rundown of the differences between national parks, state forests, regional parks and the privately managed parklands and what sorts of activities you might be able to do there, as well as where to go to find out more information. It's just so vital for our mental health and our overall well-being that we do get out and about and connect with nature and to do that in ways that are good for ourselves as well as good for our environment. Don't forget to check the show notes for links to some of the websites that I've mentioned and subscribe to the podcast so that you won't miss future episodes about places and spaces that you can go to to get your outdoor therapy.